Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Blister Podcast, Gear 30. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and as always, you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today we're talking to the CEO and head designer of Moment Skis, Luke Jacobson. Luke and I cover Moment's lineup for next season, including what's new, what comes back unchanged, what gets tweaked, and we cover touring skis, kids skis, women's skis, and even the chief commander. Before we get started, I want to remind you that we're heading to Telluride soon to test a bunch of gear, and we'd love to have you come join us on the weekends of February 24th, March 10th, and March 17th. So if you want to come take some laps with us or meet up for an operate drink, come out to Telluride on those weekends and we'll raise a glass or do a bit of skiing. We'll update next week on the site our post called Testing in Telluride, and we'll list uh, those specific dates again and some specific times and locations to meet up. And now let's talk about the 1819 lineup for Moment with Luke Jacobson. So actually, the... The last time I saw you was in Denver, and David Wise had just won a gold medal at X Games, I believe, on uh, on some moment skis. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's been a pretty cool project. Uh, about well, I don't even know when now, but like it was roughly about 100 days until the Olympics. Um, David, being uh, from Reno as well, approached us. Um, because his uh, previous ski sponsor went to new ownership that uh, doesn't deal with athletes. Um, so he was looking for someone to, to help make him the, the tools he needed, you know, the skis, his tool to make the, you know, the best ski possible for, for his skiing style um, to, to win X Games. And now he's in the Olympics on that ski. So um, it was, yeah, it was a really, uh, cool process to work with david he's uh definitely one of the most uh in tune athletes like i've ever dealt with as far as ski design and feedback and yeah he's just super passionate we probably went through at least 12 different prototypes to get to the ski that he is on now um and will be competing on at the olympics i think you were telling me a bit about and please correct me if I'm wrong, but basically I think the punchline was dude just likes crazy stiff skis. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's super crazy. Like, so he's a big dude. Like, um, like, I mean, he's, he's roughly as tall as I am. I'm, I'm six two and, but he's just like a big human and it's just like muscle. Like he's jacked. Hmm. Um, and you know, he has like, he goes arguably bigger than anyone in the pipe. He goes huge. Those, I, those, those pipes are just like rock solid. And, um, to give him the stability and the pop that he needs, you know, uh, the amount of stiffness that we put into the ski was just wild. And every time we made a ski, you know, camber molds like side cuts is, is something that's easier to change in the prototyping phase, but like camber, there's, there's no rockers, tra- traditional camber ski. Um, you know, turned up tip and tail, twin tip, traditional twin tip. And, um, but every time for, for the first couple prototypes, he was like, can you put more camber in it? Can you put more camber in it? You know, that's going to add to the stiffness. And then, um, we eventually made him a ski that he said was too stiff and he didn't think that was possible. So we were pretty <laughs> proud of that, um, to make him too stiff of a ski. Um, 
but yeah, no, he is, he is, uh, he's brutal on skis. Like all those pipe guys, um, you, you kind of, a lot, some elements you pretty much have to reinvent the wheel from, from a traditional ski just cause it's, it's so specific, um, to what they're doing. It's kind of crazy and it's been kind of tricky to keep track of the Olympic schedule just as they're kind of pushing events because of wind or conditions or whatever. Um, are we clear on when half pipe is actually going down? Yeah. As far as I know, the schedule for half pipe, um, men's skiing half pipe has not changed. Okay. Uh, I believe qualifying is the 19th and, uh, uh, finals is the 21st. That's what it was scheduled as. I, it could have changed, but I know, I know that, uh, downhill and women's GS is tonight. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the new lineup. Uh, and I think to get started, um, why don't we talk about what I believe is one of moments, best selling skis, uh, the death wish. Yeah. What's going on? Um, Available in three lengths, 174, 184, 190. And I've heard about some tweaks to this ski, but I'm not sure like if those tweaks are happening to all of those lengths or one of those lengths or what's, what's the story? Yeah. So yeah, the death wish is the best seller. I need to look, but I think by overall life of skis and life of the company, the Bibby still might have the death wish beat. Um, but anyways, uh, the death wish, the main change, um, for kind of the, the revamp of the ski, the, the camber and the side cut has, has remained and, and the same, uh, as it always has been. Uh, I ski the 190 typically. Um, and I always felt that the tips and the tails, um, could use a little bit more, uh, stiffness. And so we kind of went back to the drawing board and, um, uh, didn't, it, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a totally new ski, but, um, the changes that we made, it really just like made me like re fall in love with skiing that ski. And I got a lot of uh, friends and athletes on it that, that really like it. And, and they were all just like blown away. Cause they were like, Oh, why would you change it? Why would they, they really liked it. And, um, you know, everyone's been really excited about that change. Um, and so, uh, that started on the 90, uh, the changes and, you know, you got to keep the line, the sizes, you know, uh, cohesive to each other. So, um, you know, there's going to be some tw slight tweaks, um, to the 84 and the 74, but because you're not working with as, as long as a running surface, the, the changes to the flex profile and the shorter lengths are not as drastic as I would say they are to the 190. I feel like the 190 was was maybe more of an outlier in the past, and now it's it's brought back more to how the others felt. Um, but there are still some some slight revisions on on the shorter sizes. Okay, okay, but I, I think what I just heard you say was we've got more significant changes happening on the 190 the the shorter lengths of the death wish it's more subtle yeah it totally totally yeah it's more subtle on the on the shorter lengths it, it, but the 190 for the bigger guys the taller people they want to get on that um it just rails like you know i'll be honest about that ski like when it, the softer tips and tails make it like make a short turn really easy mm -hmm. but 
at times in like Tahoe, like wet, sticky snow, or, you know, you, you just kind of hit like a weird shape mogul or just a weird transition, that tip would, would, would buckle a little bit more than you'd want it to in mm-hmm. the 190 length, especially. And now, um, the, just, just the smallest changes sometimes can mean the world. And, and that's what really happened with the 190. And that's why we've, um, you know, played around and made these slight modifications with the shorter sizes. So now, um, it is just, it's, it's much more, uh, enjoyable in, in a charging atmosphere when you're really opening it up. Hmm. If you were to compare it to the flex pattern of the shovel on say the 187 moment meridian would you say that that how is that too weird of an apples to oranges comparison or because i i love 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 the the shovel flex pattern in particular on that meridian um i think it doesn't go soft where i think way too many skis do go too soft so basically what i'm asking you is did you basically put the flex pattern of the Meridian 107? <laughs> I don't even know how to ask the question. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. We, we went in our cat and we, we went copy paste and we put it right there. No, perfect. Um, perfect. There, was, there was a little bit more to it than just like, oh, put this one here. Um, I'll be honest. Sometimes on other ski designs and prototyping in the past, that has been the solution. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, it was not. This is a... Um, not from the ground up. It was definitely the, the profile, the flex profile and design is definitely inherited from past versions. Um, but it, it was adapted and changed. But yes, it in a sense, it, it is more like that, that tip. Totally. It yeah. is. Um, but at the same time, there's so many factors these days on how that tip feels, depending on your rocker lines and your psycho points. Yeah. It's so hard to compare skis yeah. these days because there's so many variables. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Meridian, uh, Meridian 107 and Meridian 117. Changes to those? Un- not Non-changes? Unchanges? <laughs> what, stays the same? <laughs> stays the same. Okay. Stays the same. Yeah. That's simple. Um, and then PB&J. Another, I, I think I have it correct. Another um, very popular moment ski, right? Totally, yeah. I mean, that's a skinny bibby. Um, that, I mean, that's been top three, top four ski since it's been introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just that camber rocker profile and kind of that um, kind of that side cut profile and whatnot. We just really like it. People love it. Yep. And we changed it, and you and, and your whole posse yelled at us. So I don't, I'm afraid to change it, you know? I mean, <laughs> right. it's based off the Bibby, so I'm not, not going to touch it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, you and I have actually been talking for a while. I would, I'd love to get a fresh review on that PB&J because it has been a while. And, I mean, it's, it's been around, and I think we're in favor of not having changed it and it just would be fun to get in the mix with you know some of the 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 newer skis that have since you know the skis we were comparing it back when we reviewed it forever ago uh many of those skis have kind of come and gone and so it'd be fun to get it back in the mix so we'll we'll see about that um yeah totally and i mean one thing you know when i say i mean sometimes like for for, for 
just speaking generally, when I say like a ski is unchanged, um, that, you know, typically I'm, I'm talking about camber, uh, rocker, side cuts, that sort of thing. But there are things that we do every year that change a little bit in all the skis, you know, the way that we manufacture the core, and the way we, you know, attach the sidewall. And, you know, there are some changes that happen to a ski when, you know, now our entire collection has semi-cap and, you know, different composites that we use where we get better results. Um, and sometimes it tweaks, the, it, it does tweak the ski a little bit, you know, like back when we were smaller, we used to hand lay in all of our, our carbon fiber. And now we work directly with the manufacturer and they weave it into the fiberglass to our specifications. And it makes uh, everything more consistent and it makes, you know, uh, it makes the ski press flatter, which means it grinds flatter, it's more predictable, and it makes manufacturing easier. So there are tweaks, you know, a little bit every year on everything. We're always trying to make it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then weirdly, you've got this, uh, new wildcat series. Yeah. Yeah. If those, uh, dimensions and rocker profile might look similar to something you've seen before. (laughs) They look, they look pretty similar to something I've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the Bibby. Um, you know, the, the Bibby, uh, Josh Bibby and the Bibby Ski had had an awesome run. It was like ten plus years, um, and it was it was cool. You know, it definitely you know it's like one of our best selling skis, if not the best selling ski, uh, and it still does really well. It still serves a purpose, and you know we kind of we ran that storyline and that graphic um, for for a long time, and uh, really we just kind of wanted to revamp it and be able to take. Uh, a, a fresh direction on it um but still hopefully you know um make sure i guess our seo is right next year so people still know it's the baby when they're looking for it yeah and uh i made the comment to you earlier when i saw the uh the wildcat graphic i was said that that looks like it's the trailer for season three of stranger things or something yeah yeah no i that graphic was it, it what's funny is that like i feel like if people check out the site i feel like a lot of the, well all the men's graphics this year were done um by my buddy max miller and he's done graphics here and there and a, a lot of the graphics for a moment over the years but he did everything and i just feel like it gets better and better every year but um you know he still wanted to go out on a little bit of a tangent and try something new. And that is kind of, I feel like one of the most different graphics in the lineup still still think it fits, but um, that was really fun uh, to work on that with him. And we, him and I both love, I mean, he loves eighties, everything and he loves stranger things because it's total eighties throwback. And, um, you know, uh, spaceships are very relevant right now with, with yeah. uh, what Elon's doing. So that was cool. That was before that happened a lot. Um, at least Falcon Heavy, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that that and that graphic on a ski on the uh, on kind of what you know, it's it's a eighty two ten. It's a ESO Sport top sheet with kind of the scratches on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds so much depth to the graphic because it, it, you can see one thing on a screen but the detail that's in there that was and that was really fun and, and i think what we are uh going to do to promote it partly because 
you said it looked like a trailer, like kind of like a movie poster for Stranger Things series three or season three is um, we're going to kind of, we're, we're going to make a poster rendition of it, like an 18 by 24 and, uh, and send that out to a bunch of people uh, next year, kind of next oh, fall. Nice. Just okay. kind of, because we got to get the name out there, you know, we got to do something different. And I, don't know. I, I think it would be cool. I mainly, I just want to, I just want to post it from my house. <laughs> you know, if you, if you were really forward thinking, you would have created, you just would have written season three of Stranger Things, uh, sold it to Netflix, and then just had, you know, product placement of the ski in the season. It might not be too late. I mean, when does that come out? Like October usually, right? Uh, I don't know. They did last year. Oh, yeah, no, it came you, out like on Halloween. That's right. Yeah. You better start writing. Yeah. I love the upside down. That's cool. Then, <laughs> okay. That's not a bad name for a ski either, by the way. The upside down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the new park ski. The new park ski, right. Um, okay. Now, and this personally is, uh, is what I was really looking forward to talking to you about. New skis, the Commander 98 and the Commander 108. What's yeah. going on with these? That is totally, it's totally new stuff. Totally new stuff. Um, you know, traditionally, um, those skis are filling the void of kind of our past directional series of like the Tahoe and the Belafonte. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like the Tahoe's was one of the very, very first skis, and it saw changes throughout its life. Belafonte had a really long run too, uh, but we wanted to make a new directional charger that you know, I mean, like anybody, you know, like any description, it still charges and it's playful. You know, everyone's trying to do that, and, and but you know, it's where you want to live on the ski, and you know how much tip you want, and how actually stable it's going to be when you're at speed and so um this ski has been like i we still like the, the side cut is 98 percent. i'll be honest like and that's the best part about making our own stuff like we don't have to be dialed on it right now yep. is that um we i i don't think i've made so many different side cut renditions in a ski to get to where we are now and there's going to be we have we have two new ones we're going to test this weekend um that are just minor revisions um to really because because i think you and i agree on this like we're not fans of massive tip taper um and there's a lot of skis out there you know like this is a camber underfoot you know it has tip and tail rocker like the tail is a lot more minimal on the ski and really trying to find that blend of 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 playfulness and stability, uh, like well, that everyone's going for it. And it's really easy to make a, a, a ski that, that turns really easy, but it falls apart. It's really, you know, um, yes, hard I know. to make a playful. <laughs> yeah. And it makes, it's, it's difficult to make a stiff ski that, you know, is playful and, you know, at certain points, you know, you're not going to get both. Um, but to find that balance to really, um, dial that in, um, is what we're doing with this line. And, and that's what, you know, um, that's why, uh, this series doesn't have the triple camber in it because that triple camber, uh, really grips when you're on edge and we wanted to have it be a little looser. Um, 
um, and be able to slide it around in a tight spot if you need to. And you have to push a little bit more force into a triple camber directional ski if you want that to happen. Um, and so, you know, and now it has a tiny, tiny bit of tail rocker. And um, so, you know, that aids in the playfulness as well. But really, it's about how much side cut do we want in front? You know, it's multi-radius side cut ski. How quick do we want it to engage? And how smooth do we want the exit? And you know, what what range of a really smooth turn radius can we get out of this? You know, in different different uh, size turns. And and it's it's fun. You know, it's got two layers. Um, the 108 has has two layers of metal in it, two layers of tetanol. And so, I mean, it's quiet. It's damp. It's 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 fun. It's definitely more on the chargey side than the playful side. I mean, you're. I'm just rambling. You're the one that writes reviews and explains this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well hang on. Uh, yeah, first of all, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be, that's going to perk some ears up, right? To hear that you are introducing Tetanol. And yeah. that, that's in, sorry, is that in both the Commander 98 and the Commander 108? Uh, it's not necessary. Well, it's, Still on the fence on the 98 right now. We're not sure if we really need it. Okay. Um, the benefits, you can see the benefits a lot more in the 108 um, than the 98. And so uh, potentially, you know, um, probably not in the shortest size. But mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if we put it in one, we'll, we'll probably put it in all just because. <laughs> but, you know, we got to make sure it's right. You yeah. know, um, honestly, the 108 has received. Um, twice as much as attention as the 98 has right now, because that's the size of ski that, that most of us here want to ski on. Yeah. Um, and then it, once you really lock something in, then you can, it's, it's a lot easier to make an adaptation you know, with change shift that, you know, we do and a lot of other ski companies these days. Yep. So just out of curiosity, you know, if I were designing a new ski like this, one of the things I would want to do is just survey the landscape of what's currently out there. And then, as you've said, everybody's kind of uh, interested in trying to hit a blend of playfulness and stability, the kind of playful charger thing, uh, which is maybe a description I've used on one of your skis in the past. Um, but, but I guess I'm curious if you guys have been paying pretty close attention to a couple other models currently on the market. Um, or if you're just kind of going off of feel? You know, I mean, you have to look. There's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of cool skis out there. Um, uh, you know, everyone kind of has a version. Not everyone. There's a lot of versions of the ski. I, I don't know all the names off the top of my head, but we looked at them. I know that, like, Black Crows has one. I know that, like, in the 98 realm, like MSP is kind of like, and this is like camber and stiffness category, right? Yep. Um, no, like the MSP is kind of like this. And I'm almost positive that Matt is testing a 107 version of the MSP uh, right now. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then there's, uh, you know, Nordica has a ski. And uh, there's, there's a lot of different people that have skis out there that are kind of like this that, that I've skied on. And I was like, yeah, that's a cool ski. Um, but there are, there, you know, I mean, this is why we make skis because we look at something and we're like, Oh, well, you know, I kind of want to do it a little different. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, you know, and, and getting. I mean, obviously, all skis have tip taper, but getting rid of some of that tip taper, you know, skis like the like the the J skis metal. That ski is a cool ski. A lot of people love it, but that ski has so much tail taper. If you look mm-hmm. at the tail, that's yep. a wild amount of tail taper. And and people just, um, you know, when we think about when I think about a directional ski, and we do here in a moment, like I don't think I don't like giving up all that effective edge mm-hmm. on a directional ski. I still love having a lot of edge. It just feels good. And to work a tiny bit harder to make a turn, it's worth it just because you get so much more out of the ski. So that's kind of where this line is going. And, uh, you know, pretty much where it's at, it's 98%. Just, you know, we're, we're just, we, we really want to hit, hit the, you know, hit this nail on the head with this one, um, and, and be really happy with it. And, um, you know, we're just taking our time with it for sure. So has there been, as you guys have been testing prototypes and still are, is there like, what has been the kind of surprising, like you make a subtle tweak and then that quote unquote subtle tweak actually feels really significant on snow. Yeah. So what we're doing with this, like in a lot of our skis, like in the directional line, um, one of the Tahoe and Belafonte revamps, um, I don't know, five, six years ago was when we added like dual radius side cut to that ski, you know, and, um, you know, certain skis have a lot of, there are, there are multi radiuses in essentially every ski, but, the major radiuses, right? And so, um, and then, you know, we, we premiered the governor when it had to do a radius like, um, there. And sometimes we just don't talk about it. Uh, but what we have been doing is, is what really makes a difference is we've been playing with, with, um, several radiuses of side cut more so than we have before, more, more complex side cut, and then dealing with ellipses as well as standard radiuses. And, and really getting a ski that feels good during initiation on edge in the middle of the turn and on exit. And that blend on sometimes when you, well, a lot of these skis that I mentioned before and then that you know about when you test to get some of the, you know, they're, they're kind of fatter and they're, they're set back at around nine to 11 and they have these really small turn radiuses on them, right? Some are like sub 20. Yep. To get that turn radius, just mathematically, like you need to put that much tip taper in the ski. You, if, as soon as you move out the side cut, you're going to lose radius. I mean, you can throw something in there, you're going to have weird harsh points and a lot of different things go wrong with it. And that's why there's a lot of tip taper on these skis because they're like, oh, we want them easy to turn. Um, um, it's, it's just a restriction of the math. Um, so working with these multi-radius side cuts and, and transitions are, are definitely the, the biggest things that you feel um, in the ski. And, and that's where we continue to refine the ski. Um, right now we're happy with the flex. We're happy with how the camber is coming out and all that. Um, and, but yeah, it's, I mean, side cut, multi-radius side cuts can make or break a ski. Um, you know, sometimes like one of the prototypes that we made felt kind of good but we were noticing that it was actually um the ski was kind of forcing your feet to be like unnaturally like offset four and a half of each other in a turn because where because you can you know angulate on on one ski more than the other you know when you're uphill versus your downhill ski um so you know that's 
that's kind of like a weird thing that can happen when you're dealing with multi-radius skis. Yeah, multi-radius is weird. <laughs> it I makes sense though. It makes I don't sense. like to think about it. Almost all the ski, almost every ski you're on has multi-radius. I mean, it makes but, sense. Like it's 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 not like the whole thing. I mean, sometimes it can just be split in half around the mount point, but um, it, it it makes sense to you know when you start rolling your ski on edge, you want it to hook up, you know. And then you want it to release nicer. Um, it's kind of boring when it's one radius. Mm, depends on what kind of ski you're making. And when you say 108. Yeah, but this isn't like drastic. I'm not talking about like putting like a 15 meter up front and a 30 in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are, these are, are, are small tweaks that can make a, that can make a difference. Um, that do make a difference. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm really excited to check those out and, and, uh, see what you guys settle on. Um, the women's skis. Yeah. Uh, I think they're coming back unchanged, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're unchanged. Yeah. 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 That lineup is the same. One thing, you know, I've, I've talked to people about women's skis and, um, you know, we, we, we honestly don't make women's skis like really different than the men's skis. Like we don't shrink it and pink it. Like we shrink it, but like, that's just average heights of the population. Yeah. Um, you know, these are, all those skis are based off of men's skis. And, um, you know, one thing that we've had a lot of, uh, success with and, and a lot of our line, if you look at a lot of our touring skis, we actually make the touring, a lot of touring skis in shorter sizes as well. And that is typically because, and it's typically, it's not the rule, um, is that typically women are, you know, not as heavy, don't use as much muscle, use more finesse when they ski than a men, man that will kind of grunt through things. So to widen the range, you know, of, of our collection, um, and sometimes it's just lighter, shorter men too. It's like we make those touring skis in shorter sizes and, you know, we just, we put Alpine resort bindings on them and th they love them. And a, a huge amount of success, success to our tour line is getting that user on it through demos. And they're like, wow, I love this. And, um, so, you know, women's skis, that's a whole different other conversation, but like we put just as much love and energy into that lineup. Um, and you know, the, the hot mess is a, is a shorter PB and J. And it's a little skinnier. You don't want a 101 underfoot as an all mountain ski when you're buying a 162. You know, um, it just gets too chunky. So that's why it gets slimmed down. You know, the Sierra is the Death Wish and the Bella is the Meridian. Um, and so, you know, pretty much, you know, our, our youth line isn't up on that ski, but you can, you can get on essentially the PB and J, um, from a, a 121 in length all the way up to a 188 mm -hmm. and you know you go from the carson to the hot mess to the pb and j and that line kind of through youth to women to men if you know that's how you want to break it apart like we we try not to really have any gaps there um so uh you know that's kind of how we approach it um mm -hmm. on that okay um give me two to three minutes on your kids skis because I'm, I'm getting more and more emails about this and, um, I have nothing to offer on the topic of, 
kids skis at the moment. So here you go. Two minutes. Talk about uh, what you like about moments, kids skis, or why someone should consider them. Okay. Uh, well, you're probably getting a lot of questions about the Zephyr. There are some parents out there that want that old powder ski. Um, but anyways, the main kid ski, it's a discontinued ski, but the, the, the main kid ski that we make that, that got a revamp last year, um, is the Carson. And like I was just saying, it's like a little baby PPJ. Um, and there are some brands doing cool kid skis now, but when we started making kid skis and we, you know, we had some friends that were dads, like, A, they wanted to, you know, they're affiliated with the company. So A, they wanted to be on moment. And B, they were like, you look at the skis and they were like, flat tail demo looking skis, you know? Um, and we kind of talked about this as like an entry level ski. It's better to get more of a center mounted ski and some tail rocker and some tip rock. Yep. They're going to succeed. And that's what the Carson has. It's, it's a minimal camera underfoot rocker at the tip and tail. And then we honestly make it and especially like the 121, like as soft as possible, which is still stiffer than I want it to be. Hmm. Um, but the core is as absolutely thin as we can make it, but with the restriction of how long the screws for bindings are. Um, because little kids are not pressuring in front of the boot. They don't really have any muscle growth yet. You know, They're not really driving the ski right. And so what's so cool, and then, you know, it's, it's, uh, very, it's like, a, well, in the shortest size, it might be like minus three. Don't quote me on that. It's on the site. It's, it's very close to center. It's just a, a little bit back. Um, but what's cool about it is like these kids, like they don't even like start snow plowing. They just like roll the skis up on edge. And because the rocker at the tip and tail, they're just laying train tracks. Like they're just carving. And it's super cool hmm. um, to see kids on the kids skis, you know, just giving something that they can be stable at, not get in the back seat because they're not leaning forward. They're standing straight up or they're leaning backwards, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, kids can honestly rail. Um, and so, you know, we made a bunch this year and they were essentially all sold out before they made it through the grinder. Um, and we say it every year, we're going to try and make more. Um, they are still, you know, they're like 329 retail. They're like, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive, but you know, it is definitely a higher price point than some of the kids skis out there. But at the end of the day, um, honestly from a business perspective we don't make a ton of money off of them um so you know when we're selling out of, of skis that are we're you know we're selling that we have an actual margin on we have to focus on that for business concerns but we are we are always trying to expand the youth program and and you know potentially bring back like a pow ski version of it which was the the zephyr which i i get a ton of emails about as well which mm -hmm. was a, a flat underfoot it was like the old like this mm -hmm. flat underfoot rocker at the tip and tail and you no know, specific, you know, what eight year old has a pow ski. Um, yeah. I sure didn't, you know, <laughs> um, but, um, when the kid, I mean, kids love pow days with those things because they float on top. And then again, it's even, you know, it's a hunt, you know, it's fully rockered. Well, as a flat spot, but you know, those things, even as all mountain skis carve like crazy for those kids. Um, and they're, they're super cool. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not eight years old. I haven't skied on them, but the kids seem to love them. The parents seem to love them. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my spiel on them. We're going to wrap up with touring skis. 
Mm-hmm. So let's see, where do we want to get started? Um, should we start with the Death Wish Tour 106? Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, there's three tour skis in the lineup. Um, and the Death Wish Tour 106, which is also has um, uh, flex profile changes like the Death Wish. Hmm. Um, but it is a sl- slim down version um, at 106. Um, underfoot versus the 112. And so, yeah, I mean, beyond the flex profile changes that we talked about on the Death Wish, that ski is unchanged. Um, like all of our tour skis, we um, we have a different core in all of them. Mm-hmm. We, the primary fill wood is Polonia, mm-hmm. and um, they all have ash stringers to add some uh, dampness to them because, you know, and then we're also they t- they uh, they have a little bit more carbon and a little bit less glass than the uh, traditional layups, um, and so you know if you get too much carbon in there, skis can feel a little bit pingy and are easier to deflect and things like that. Um, so the the core with the ash, the, the ash is a little bit heavier, but it's worth it um, in our minds. I mean, our our tour skis aren't the lightest, but I feel like they're very competitive in their weights. If you're a gram counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so that's a death wish. And then, you know, the, the wildcat tour is just what the Bibby tour was, you know, same thing. And, um, no changes on that this year. It's, you know, that just the name change. And then there's the, uh, Meridian tour and the one Oh seven with, which is, uh, which is unchanged from last year as well. Okay. How, um, what has the feedback been like with the Meridian tour? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, we honestly still like, you know, we, we released it last year and myself and, and a couple athletes like got on it. Um, and it, it wasn't like, it's definitely like the, um, we do the least volume in that out of the three meridians. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I just had a guy come in two days ago. No, not, I guess last Friday actually. And, uh, you know, he had a similar fully rockered ski from another company and he, he demoed ours and he was like, wow, I love this one way more. And he's like, I sold mine. He, he bought a regular Meridian and he bought a Meridian tour. He just fell in love with it. So, and I, I was stoked to hear that because I haven't made any test of the ski he was talking about versus it. So I was happy to hear that because um, it is a competitor, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, pe- people are digging it, but like, honestly, like a lot of the direct feedback that I hear when I can get a truly honest opinion is, is people that I'm around, right? In the yeah. Tahoe region or somewhere where I'm skiing, like people can say things and email, but that's not a great dialogue. Um, and, and honestly, we haven't had a lot of snow, so yeah. I haven't got a lot of feedback on like yeah. wearing skis and <laughs> things like that this year, um, as much as I would have in, in years past. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it strikes me that that, you know, if I'm, if I was touring in really firm conditions, you know, that I think that Meridian tour is going to be most fun once you are getting, even if it's variable, it's totally comfortable, or at least the regular Meridian is totally comfortable and variable, but it's kind of variable to deep. If it's kind of bulletproof, I'd probably prefer a little more, uh, a, a flatter design basically. Um, so to- I think totally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I love that ski. I mean, it's, it's, it's fully rockered. It's, it's definitely like, um, 
I mean, or, or a West Coast ski company, but like when, when people from the East Coast are like, I'm thinking about the Meridian, and I'm just like, yeah, it might be a little too bulletproof for you out there, bud, for mm-hmm. to be using that every day, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're really on it, it'll still carve and do its job. But if, if it's like East coast bulletproof, like that skis loose, you know, yeah. unless you're on it. Yeah. Um, but like Tahoe literally never gets cold enough to, to, you know, have that effect on the ski typically. So, um, for, you know, out here it works awesome. Like 99% of the time, yeah. um, for those conditions you spoke about. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I think we covered the lineup. Um, yeah. Is there anything else from the, uh, the head of moment that we should be talking about or did we do our, did we do our job? No, I think you did your job. Like the only thing is I'll say I, I, it might happen next week, but we still have not made the chief commander. Um, oh. we have the mold, we made all the parts, we did everything, but we have not pressed it. <laughs> um, well, the chief yeah. commander, I forgot. This is the, is this the 210? 207. 207. Straight ski. Yeah. Okay. It's got a beer bottle opener in the tail. <laughs> I don't know who skis with bottles. You got to be an idiot to do that. But we wanted to put it in there for a little extra roost. And, um, yeah. But it's like where the tip tail spacer goes. So there's like a hole in the tail to crack open bottles of beer. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it strikes me that the dude carrying around beer bottles in his pockets to go skiing probably is looking for a straight 207. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I yeah, think you crazy it's, enough, yeah. It's knowing your customer. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. when you ski down to the deck for apre, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> well, cool man. Well, hey, thanks. It's good to it's good to get the details on the new line and um yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll uh we'll be getting on some of the this stuff um and especially if you ever if you ever finally dial in the, the commanders, um, I'm, I'm super curious about those skis. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'll get you guys a pair of those right away. Once it's dialed in. Um, yeah, I hope you like it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on again. It's always fun chatting with you. Yeah, man. That's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks to Luke Jacobson for the conversation. And of course, to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. Don't forget to subscribe to this Gear 30 podcast in iTunes, Spotify, yep, you can now find us on Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And we will then talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.